Today on the news and why it matters, the Second Amendment rally turnout in Virginia. Uh, also, the New York Times endorses not one but two presidential candidates. And Elizabeth Warren is the least self-aware person ever. Got a lot to get into, and it starts right now. Happy Monday. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, today joined by the one and only Mr. Glenn Beck himself. Hello, Hello Glenn. Hello. Uh, we've got Jason Buttrell, chief researcher of the Glenn Beck program, and Giancarlo Sopo from <laughs> the Blaze. Yeah. Yeah. I can't say it any other way. Even though you are Hispanic. Yes. That's yes. weird. <laughs> weird. Although you're wearing this, I, I want to say. Mm. Sarah, hi, fire. <laughs> I do have more Native American in me than Elizabeth Warren. Well, you kind of have the caveman look going there with the fur. <laughs> mm, fire, meat. Well, it's Monday, obviously. Uh, right. Got a lot to get into. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Relief Factor, which is probably why Glenn's laughing and in a good mood today. Mm -hmm. It is, actually, it is. <laughs> Uh, don't have any pain today, and uh, one of the reasons is because of Relief Factor. Um, best I've felt in years and years and years. Take it three times a day. I highly recommend you try it. Um, I'm lucky enough to be married to somebody who said to me, I'm not listening to this anymore. Let's at least try that. And that's exactly the way she said it. That doesn't sound like a compliment. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. No. She's <laughs> beautiful. And uh, so... I said, honey, it's not going to work for me. It's all natural. Isn't it? I've talked to her. She doesn't sound like exactly that. Exactly like that. You should live with her. <laughs> exactly. I'm telling. Yeah. I'm, I'm so telling. <laughs> shh, no, her dad's in the hospital. No, shh. Oh, she's not watching that. Right now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the cone of silence. <laughs> but anyway, I try it and, and it works for me. It'll work for you. 70% of the people who try it, it works. Do it. So you can get the three-week quick start pack. See if it works for you. It's only $19.95. You can go to relieffactor.com. That is relieffactor.com. So the pro-Second Amendment rally took place in Virginia today on Martin Luther King Day uh, of all the days. And it did draw just a massive amount of protesters. Uh, if you are watching on television, you can see all of the people Standing outside and around the Capitol, of course, they were uh, all shooting each other at that, that point. Too, oh, right? How many are outside of the gate? That, yeah, there's a bunch that could not get in. They didn't try. They didn't I mean, to. it's just incredible to see. Um, of Look course, they were protesting all of the gun control legislation that has taken place in Virginia in uh, recent months. The three latest bills that made it through on Thursday include a law that will allow local authorities to ban weapons from public spaces during some events, another that limits handgun purchases to one a month, and a law requiring background checks for all firearm purchases. Okay, they already have background checks. What this also includes is... A 51% certainty law. If I am 51% certain you're trouble, I can get the police to come and take away all your firearms. And then you have to prove to me that my certainty is mistaken. Once you do that, you'll probably never get your guns back. But we'll remove you from all the lists. This is a constitutionally protected freedom. Imagine, liberal Democrats, if I came to you and the... And the Republicans won by 10,000 votes. And they said in your state, you know what? 
I'm 51% certain that this person is a danger to America because of the views that they hold. We can't allow them to be teaching. We can't allow them just to higgledy-piggledy, just go out into public and say these things. I'm 51% certain they're a problem. We're 51% certain that all these veterans returning back from foreign wars have such bad PTSD that they can't have weapons either. There's so many bad things and they always they gloss, they gloss over these things, like the universal background check, which everyone that's ever looked into this knows that that's one step closer to gun registration. registration. Yeah. That's exactly what that's but for. But we have... The, the NRA is yeah. the one who designed right. the universal background check. They were the ones pushing it. Mm -hmm. and, and the selective, uh, where they said that they're allowing it to where some people can designate certain, or some municipalities can designate different places as gun-free zones, that's in addition to. So, like, they're just writing this law, and it's basically a blank check for random states to say, okay, well, I know the law doesn't let us do this here as it was before, but now we're going to say it's banned there, it's banned there, it's banned there, and it's and banned there because it's our city. Notice that it is banned at certain events as well mm -hmm. so in other words I, i'm a i'm a gun owner i'm i carry a gun you are too you you've graduated to the big boy table in texas <laughs> yet? i'm getting there he okay. hasn't yeah. yet so, i'm gonna wow. take him to the gun okay. range. so yeah. you do yeah and as we go places you have to check if you're going someplace yes. new you check yes. you find out if you went there last week and you could carry your gun, but the law says that this week you can't carry your gun because there's somebody in the building or something, that makes me a criminal. That makes me, I have to, I have to go do something extra so I'm not a criminal. Mm -hmm. I'm already checking. If you're changing them back and forth, that's really, really unfair. Can, can I also ask really quickly on this 51% certainty? Do you, do you have to like show your work somehow on that? <laughs> no, yeah. you just have to go to a judge. You'd, Seriously. You I just mean, that's to to just, I, it, I, 51%. Yep, that's where it is. The, what could possibly go wrong? The one that seems like the craziest to me is, is the limit on how many guns you can purchase. First, it's blatantly unconstitutional. There's no limit, there's no constitutional limit right. on how many guns you can purchase. Secondly, the people who design that clearly don't know anything about guns. You might want to. You might need a rifle just to to go hunting, and then a personal handgun for protection. So people who own guns uh, have different needs for them. So just to to impose these arbitrary limits on them seem completely unreasonable. How well, many you've been shooting at my house? How many handguns do I have? A billion. <laughs> a billion. A billion. And I think I bought the handguns because I bought them for everybody in the family. I bought them for people that are going to come up to you know shoot at the ranch and stuff. And then I also collect them. In one year, I probably bought 20 handguns. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. This is specifically for handguns. You can only buy one handgun yeah. a month. I thought, it was, I thought it was long arms that we were worried about. Not long arms, assault weapons. Those are the ones they were really worried about. Just get rid of the assault weapons. Now you're going after handguns? Mm -hmm. Really? Uh, and I do, well, I agree with your points that it's not up to the government to determine you know, what you need to use for whichever endeavor you are undergoing. But I think more importantly, we lose sight of the fact because we keep defending that position. We lose sight of the fact that it, that's not, that shouldn't even be part of the equation at all. It's, I mean, really, we are supposed to be able to keep and bear arms. I mean, we want to keep the government from becoming tyrannical. And further, it's just not up to them to dictate what we use with the guns try this at the, in the first place. Try this exercise. Governor Northam said, we can't let these gun nuts come to talk to politicians with guns. So we're banning all guns here. 
wait, why do we have guns again? We have guns for the Second Amendment. So if we really got pissed, all they have to do is just say, and uh, over by my house, you can't have any guns. And over here, you can't have any guns. It's ridiculous. It is like King George. Yeah. We, we have a right to keep you in check. Mm. And what are you doing? You're proving our point that you are slippery by saying, oh, by the way, anywhere I am, can't have a gun. Well, there was a lot of uh, law enforcement that showed up at the rally on the side of the rally goers, the protesters. Here is what uh, Grayson County Sheriff Richard Vaughn had to say today. If the bills go through as proposed, they will not be enforced. They're unconstitutional. We support to uphold the Constitution of the United States and the Constitution of Virginia, and that's what we'll do. Good for you. Sheriffs. Good for him. Sheriffs, you have to know your local sheriff. Yeah. Have to. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how this plays out because I know the there were chants of Northam out, Northam out. Uh, the people are really not happy with with the assembly and with uh, Governor Blackface. Isn't um, it interesting? <laughs> isn't it interesting that the first thing that they did in Virginia was change the rules on how many signatures you need to start an impeachment process of the governor? <laughs> they knew. Mm. They knew that that. They never thought they would get to a 20% threshold. I will bet you that they will beat that 20% threshold if they, if they really wanted to. If these gun laws go into effect, it, it was 10%. Just get 10% signatures of the state, and then we will start proceedings in that direction. Then the first thing they do after everybody's elected, you're going to be safe 20 or 25 percent of the population now has to have signature on paper saying we want you out. They knew it and they protected him so he would be willing to sign it. The funny thing about the law enforcement there that you bring that up, I I was checking because I wanted to see what the police presence was and how badly they were reacting to all these scary militias and white nationalists that were supposedly showing up. And every time I looked it up, I'd Google it. And that was what would pop up. The sheriffs that were marching in solidarity. Couldn't find anything at all on the police presence until finally people started tweeting, like journalists saying, hey, it's kind of odd. There's only about 10 police officers. I'm just making Because they didn't believe it. Because (laughs) the people in, in the state house didn't actually believe their own rhetoric they knew these people as we'll point out tomorrow on radio went and picked up their own garbage afterwards before they went home mm-hmm. yeah so so a minor amount of police presence um everybody was carrying guns there thousands of people now contrast that to oregon or washington state where they don't let any guns show up they're protesting the first amendment or free speech and Tons of police presence, massive riots, businesses getting their windows knocked out, cars on fire, absolute chaos. Now, a bunch of pro-Second Amendment people show up with guns, no police, completely safe and peaceful. Not a a coincidence. (laughs) No, just this. I'm sorry, but I don't know any other way to define it. This is America. That's, That's the way Americans behave. They are constitutionalist. That's what we were all raised on. And if you still believe that, you still believe in the right to disagree. You still be, have a right to say, you're wrong. And they'll say, you know, well, you're a three-headed monster. Fine, whatever. I'm not going to shoot you. I'm not going to burn your building down. That's what Americans do. Yeah. And that's who showed up in Virginia. Well, it didn't stop left-wing activists from uh, disseminating false information about what was actually happening in Virginia. We have Alyssa Milano tweeting out, this is what's happening in Virginia right now. Trump's America is what she said. And she attached a video of, as you will see, 
people walking around with guns. Now, I think the the uh, where she's going with it is that they're wearing masks. I think uh, because the wind chill was fourteen degrees. Right. Um, so there was a, a, what I heard, a small amount of Antifa who did show up, but they were trying to portray the people who were walking around in like winter gear. As like being masked and right, yeah. and, right, as terrorists because they're masked and it's like, no, they were really cold. It was cold outside and they had to bundle up. Meanwhile, Glenn, as you pointed out, nothing on Antifa whenever they show up. Okay, so, but, but also on Antifa. Yeah. So the head of the Antifa chapter, whatever they call themselves, the club <laughs> um, in Richmond, actually did this long tweet thread where they were like, Many of you guys are asking us why we didn't show up in masks and go crazy. Is because we don't really believe in all these, all this, some of the Second Amendment stuff ourselves. And they go on and on and on and say these were not white nationalists. This was not a fascist organization. This was there were many different races, colors, and creeds, all different walks of society that are are, are rebelling against uh, the government of uh, Virginia's wow. uh, gun grab. So they were saying the exact same thing. They, they were actually kind of on our side on this. That's how radical Northam's government is. The only reason why you do a gun grab in history, the only reason, is because you are going to seize power. You are going to do things that the people don't like. When you're out of step with the American people or any people, that's when people want guns to protect themselves against tyranny. That's the first thing they do in Latin America. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and if you have to put this in context also with some of the other things that this that the legislature has done. So, for example, uh, within the past few weeks, they introduced legislation to make it harder to charge somebody for property theft. Mm. So if you, if, 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 if you steal something now, it, you have to meet a $2,000 value threshold just to charge somebody with a felony. So they've, they're, they're trying to triple the, 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 the level from 500 over to, to 2,000. And it's, it's absolutely insane. It's incredible. They, yeah. In some cities, they won't arrest mm. you unless it's over $500 or... Dallas like County, Dallas County recently. Dallas County is one that. of those, yeah. Mm-hmm. Where you can go in and steal something as long as it's under, I think, $500. No crime. <laughs> yeah. What? Incredible. Last word? No, I was going to say, the reason why they're doing that is because they want, they want fewer people charged with felonies so that... So that uh, they can keep their voters? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Coming yeah, up next, uh, the New York Times, they endorsed not one, but two Democratic presidential candidates. We will tell you who it is when we come back. So the last night, I was like, what are you doing? I know. Protecting <coughs> CYA. <laughs> the New York Times editorial board has endorsed both Senator Elizabeth Warren and Senator Amy Klobuchar uh, in the 2020 Democratic primary. Uh, they said a choice that they reflect it reflects the need to consider both the, no, quote, radical and the, quote, realist approaches to the presidency. No. Here's what it is. And I got this from the old Hollywood squares. You guys remember the Hollywood <laughs> yeah. squares? Okay. Yes. I'd like to take Warren to win and Klobuchar to block. Okay. <laughs> they want her to win, yeah. but Biden could stand in the way. So let me give you Klobuchar. If you're thinking about Biden, don't do Biden. Do Klobuchar to block. Hmm. Interesting. Hollywood I, Squares. Yeah. People said, you're never going to learn anything from there. Oh, oh, yeah, well, apparently you're yeah. wrong about that. <laughs> uh, Jason, you mentioned off air. You don't 
like the fact that any of these uh, any of these news outlets endorse anyone at all? Yeah, I felt kind of stupid there for a second because I never really paid just attention. For one second? I, yeah, just for that one <laughs> second. Um, I never paid attention, I guess, what mainstream news outlets because I, your perception of an, a news outlet is we just you know we just report the news. Oh, you know, you would this think is the editorial page completely yeah. different. Yeah. So ridiculous. Well, but I don't, I don't think that's their place. I mean, you are manipulating. Like just if you're picking a candidate that you really like. Plus, you're picking a candidate because you just don't like Biden and just mm-hmm. want Klobuchar to block. That's ridiculous. <laughs> that's that's manipulating your power. No. Just to, <laughs> what's the difference between that and twisting stories? <laughs> it's the same thing. I mean, yeah. you did say I I haven't paid attention to this, but how many average Americans do you think do pay attention to who the New York Times endorses as president? I have to believe it's not many at this point in time. Maybe at one time, now they I care. Maybe, in the, maybe some on the, not the left. It the elitist way left, back. I think, maybe. But like, not the blue-collar the elitist, Democrats. The, the yeah, like old-school liberals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the yeah. ones like uh, Elizabeth Warren. You know, yeah. I'm smarter than you. Yeah. And yeah. Native American. Yeah. <laughs> Does it carry any weight anymore, though? I, I mean, because th- with those people, with probably. Us. Still, you think. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it has like, like, like some kind of like prestige to it. It used to bother, I don't know if it still does, but it used to really bother Donald Trump. That was his hometown mm-hmm. paper, and it's the New York Times. The New York Times says it's all the news fit to print. And uh, it used to bother him a lot that the New York Times would do that. I don't think it does now, but I think a lot has changed in the last four years. Well, it's, I think that the Times has become a caricature of itself anyway. Um, all of them have. Yeah. I think what was really weird about the endorsement also is that if you read, so like they lay out like, what what they perceive to be all of Donald Trump's sins, I would basically oh he he would appoint ideologues to the Supreme or he's been appointing ideologues to the Supreme Court <laughs> he's like hyper partisan, and then you read but we're going to endorse Elizabeth Warren, <laughs> yeah yeah or like Donald Trump is, is abusing his power, and we're going to endorse Elizabeth Warren who has promised to like run roughshod <laughs> over the <laughs> or, or like like <laughs> over Congress and do everything by like to, uh, like. Alex, like uh, executive fiat, it's yeah. just, it's it's absolutely crazy. Well, it is funny too if you think about it. You've got both of both of the people that they endorse. One of them is a documented liar and a cultural appropriator, which we were told is like one of the grave sins uh, of today. And then you've you got- in that furry vest, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Cavemen I'm- unite against Sarah. I'm getting she take our sacred vest. <laughs> Fire. I- I'm get, I'm, Pete is going to be knocking down my door now, too. Uh, and then you've got Amy Klobuchar, who, according to the New York Times' own reporting, is, like, abusing her staffers. She beats the crap out of her staff, apparently. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's... Oh, that's my her. gosh. I completely forgot that. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot so, that scandal. So even oh the gosh. New York Times reported that she was abusing her staffers. All of that is all fine and well, though, as long as, I guess, she blocks Biden? Mm-hmm. Oh, golly. Uh, in other news... Wouldn't it be great to be a liberal? Seriously. <laughs> yeah. You can and get away with anything. Yeah. anything. Not have yeah. to live by your own rules ever. Oh, my gosh, it'd be great. <laughs> I mean, you know, just sacrifice your morals and That's everything. That's it. That's it. Fine. I mean, you know, Sell your you'll soul die to the a devil. miserable death, but... <laughs> You know, for a while, you'll be It'd like, be really I'm going to all the cool parties, all the cool, <laughs> I'm at the cool kids table, I can do anything. Watch this, I'm going to spit on a homeless person, and they'll cheer. <laughs> They're like the honey badger. No one screws with them. Do whatever they want. It was also like, like kind of crazy about the endorsement of Klobuchar is that they're, they're almost saying like, we really like Joe Biden, but he's old. Mm. Yeah, they, they said we, we like all these things about him, and we like, we're like more philosophically aligned with him, but he's, he, but he's old. Good thing Bernie's so well, young. there's old, and then there's... <laughs> Old. old. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's he's eighty, and that's fine if you're eighty and you're still. I know eighty and ninety year olds that are like, but he's not. 
He's yeah. not. He's he's uh, almost, and I think maybe there, but almost at the place to where we had to look at my grandfather and say, you can't drive anymore. I got to take the keys away from you. Now, you know, Bernie Sanders, that all the candidates spent time with the New York Times editorial board. Uh, Bernie Sanders spent some time with them. There was part of the interview that aired, and I can't say I wonder why they didn't pick him, uh, but you got to hand it to him. He is honest. We'll give him that. Watch. Mm. Look, I don't tolerate bull terribly well. And I come from a different background than a lot of other people who run the country. I'm not good at backslapping. I'm not good at pleasantries. If you have your birthday, I'm not going to call you up to congratulate you, say you love me and you write nice things about me. That's not what I do. Never have. And, I, and I, you know, I, just, I, I take that as a little bit of a criticism, self-criticism. I've been amazed at how many people respond to, happy birthday, oh, Bernie, thanks so much for calling. You know, it works. It, it's just not my style. What the um, hell is... <laughs> you know, I try to stay focused on the important issues facing working families in this country, and I fight for them. It's Larry David from Curb Your Enthusiasm. It really, it really is. is. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. You couldn't write that. Larry David couldn't write that. Yeah. <laughs> He's talking to the New York Times. I'm not going to call you on your birthday. Yeah. Don't really care. What does that have to do with anything? And it was even filmed like a Larry David, where yeah. you see the people like looking at each other like, what the? Yeah, yeah you got to start playing the, the theme song now. I almost get the, the sense that they're trying to like, they, they, want, they need this fighter. They want to like kind of copy Donald Trump's, you know, his whole shtick. Like, I'll say whatever I eat, whatever's on my mind, whatever, whatever, I'm not here to be your friend. No one owns me. You know, I'm the tough guy. And no, it almost seems just, like he's mimicking. He, this is the way he's always, you know, you get hit Bernie's age, and you have a right to be that. You know what I mean? You have a right. You have earned the right at 70. Really? Yeah. Maybe 65. So you think old, old people can just do whatever they just want? Be jerks. Damn right. <laughs> Damn right. At any time, they can go, what the hell's wrong with you? Yeah. They can get away with it. Okay? No, I'm not sending you a birthday card. I love you. That's enough. Move yeah. on. And that's charming in its own way. That guy's been like that since he was 20. Yeah. Okay, he's always been a grumpy old man. Yeah. And it's because I don't feel like I need to send you a birthday party. Of course not. He doesn't believe in the individual. Mm. What difference does it make your birthday? How's your birthday affect me? Mm. I don't know, Dad. I just thought maybe you want to have cake with me. It was like I mean, capitalist weird. constructs to him or something like right. that. Yeah. Good point. You don't matter. The individual you don't matter. does not matter. Coincidentally, he was just as angry at 20, and he also looked exactly the same at 20 <laughs> as well. He hasn't, weird. Weird. He hasn't changed <laughs> no. nothing. I saw him on Donahue. I was like, what? That's a little bit weird. Uh, <laughs> we'll be right back. I mean, we are in just a parallel universe, when, and he's... When he... Hey, don't forget, if you have not yet subscribed to Stu Does America, he has new content available all week starting today. You got to go to YouTube or, I'm sorry, tomorrow, YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, and full episodes will start February 4th. You do not want to miss it. It's going to be great. Uh, also, if you have not yet subscribed to Blaze TV, you got to go to blazetv.com. Use promo code NEWS. You will get $10 off of your annual subscription. Um, you can catch things like Glenn, who had Candace Owens on earlier today. Wait until you hear what she says tomorrow. Finish the interview for tomorrow because we ran out of time. 
Ooh, really good episode tomorrow. Oh, I can't wait. So you can go to blazetv.com or you can go to YouTube. Again, um, wherever you get your podcast for Stu Does America. And you've got access to Stephen Crowder. You've got Phil Robertson, John Miller with the White House briefing, Eric Bowling. Um, we have got all of the big conservative names. You are not going to want to miss it. Blaze TV. Overtime starts next. And we are going to be talking Warren wants to know how could the American people want someone who lies to them? (laughs) (laughs) Me no. Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze TV subscribers. Not a subscriber? Start your free trial at blazetv.com. Uh, at a campaign event in Iowa Sunday afternoon, yesterday afternoon, uh, Elizabeth Warren, presidential candidate Elizabeth Warren, was asked uh, if it is disqualifying for a presidential candidate to lie to the American people about anything. I can't even. I can't. I just. I can't. You just got to watch it. Is it disqualifying for a presidential candidate to lie to the American public about anything? Um, I, I would think that it, you know, how could the American people want someone who wants to? Um, I think that, that we just do our best every day. And I hope that's what happens, whatever. That was such a a fun story to write. You love to see it. That's right. You did cover this on TheBlaze.com. Giancarlo covered this on TheBlaze.com. You have to go check it out. I mean, when I say the least self-aware person ever, (laughs) I mean it. Yeah, she's a pathological liar. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't even know who she is if not for her first main big lie. Literally, because I didn't really follow Elizabeth Warren before. I didn't really care. And the whole, you know, Native American thing came up. Um, and then ever, uh, I'm sorry, Jason. Uh, she did confirm that she is one in 1,024th oh, Native American. that's right. So, technically, I'm in my place. not a lie. Okay? <laughs> well, my 23andMe says that I'm like 2% Native American. So that makes me like 20 times more Native American than she is. Still more Native American (laughs) than Elizabeth Warren. I think probably all of us sitting at this table are more Native American than Elizabeth Warren. She also said that her children attended public schools. Right. Which is not true. Right. And then what was... The pregnancy. Yeah, she was visibly pregnant, pregnant, so she got fired. Which the county records came back and said that that wasn't the case. How many times? We've lost count of the time she, she... That's what she does. She lies to become the victim. That's how she, that's what her ca- entire campaign is based off of. Yeah. So w- one of the examples, so so for those who don't know, we have like a word limit for articles here at The Blaze. So, Do you uh, really know? Well, we, we try to keep it between us, like, you know, okay. just, just to make it easier okay. for people to read. You don't read. want to bore the reader with so <laughs> right. many words. Got so it. I was just like, let me see which ones I have to pick, because there were so many to choose from. Mm-hmm. So I had to just cut it off, like, at, I, like I was, like, at four. Couldn't fit in the living room. How, yeah. I was how at four sad I was is that? Yeah. I, did you write somewhere, like, I would have <clears> included more examples of Elizabeth <clears throat> Warren uh, lying, but unfortunately I've reached the word limit on Probably. this particular so article. The other one that was in there is that she put on her, t- <laughs> like, on her, like, Texas bar license that she was an American Indian under race. Yeah. That's right. That. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That is so, it's so weird that it was Texas. Yeah, well, she, was she in Texas? Yeah, so she was living. She was living in Austin. Okay. Yeah, and her, uh, she sent her 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 son to this private school that cost like eighteen thousand dollars a year or something. 
So, yeah, mm-hmm. she's she, uh, she's completely full. How about the how about the powwow chow one? She also yeah, she also plagiarized <laughs> that surgery. I mean that 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 recipe. She she got it like word for word from like some cookbook and then like put it as her own. Said that like it was like her her uncle powwow's recipe or something like that. It was just kind of crazy. I just love that there was a cookbook called Powwow Chow. Like, yeah. you would be canceled from society if you ever came up with a cookbook Ties have called Powwow Chow now. What's yeah. insane is no, this doesn't matter to them. Yeah. It really doesn't. And like we were talking about before the break, they have this invisible wall of, well, I'm immune. Mm-hmm. So, like, we can criticize you guys for this stuff. But, I mean, this is, again, we're talking about Virginia. This guy that now is their champion of getting rid of the Second Amendment, he was either in a Klan hood or blackface. Yeah. Either way, it shouldn't be accept- yeah, acceptable. But they don't care. That, that, that's yesterday's news. No one even talks about that anymore. I, I honestly, so we say that they don't care. And I do th- believe that to a certain extent. I agree with you. However, I have been seeing a lot of far-left people who have just distanced themselves. They are wiping their hands of Elizabeth Warren, I think because of what she did to Bernie. Yeah. I think a lot of people, they saw through it, Bernie bros, what have you. But a lot of people who, if Bernie had dropped out, not been the nominee, it was Elizabeth, whatever the case may be, they would have gone with Elizabeth Warren because she was the closest thing to Bernie. Now they're saying, no, she's a liar, she's a snake, I don't trust her. I will never vote for her. Yeah, so like you know, like the the first rule of Fight Club in in communist circles is you can't you can't attack a fellow commie. So uh, that's why they're attacking her. Uh, Bernie has like almost like a cult like following. Yeah. Like his like his diehard supporters. They're almost like incels or something. They're just like just a bunch <laughs> of weird weirdos. I, I I get harassed by them all the time on Twitter, and it's absolutely insane. But, but I saw a lot of people uh, react to this New York Times endorsement of Warren and Klobuchar, and they were really mad. And they said, I, first of all, I think it's despicable <laughs> that you would pretend like you care about endorsing candidates when it's very clear that you don't because you've got Warren and you've got Klobuchar who are on opposite ends of the spectrum ideologically. <coughs> so to say that you would endorse both of them is ridiculous. But further, uh, they, there were a lot of people upset that they would endorse Warren. Yeah, well, the reason why like, the New York Times endorses Warren is because they are Warren. Yeah. She, you know, she lives that upper crust life. You know, she uh, s- smells her own farts in champagne glasses, <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like, like that kind of person. You know, like, uh, like, like a uh, Harvard professor. Yeah. speaks with a mid-Atlantic accent. Yeah, yeah. So you, you will. Uh, she validates the their entire cultural perspective, uh, their feeling of academic superiority. So she gives them all of that, um, and. That's honestly that that's that's the only reason why they they're, they're supporting her, um, and that because they I guess like deep down inside they know that Bernie's a crazy old communist. Yeah, I, I never really thought that that they were on the fence of either Bernie or, or Warren. I always just assumed that they were on fully on board with Bernie, and then Warren was kind of like you said that they just didn't want to criticize her because basically to criticize her is you're basically criticizing Bernie. But know? if but if Bernie is no longer in the picture, who would Bernie's supporters naturally flock to? So you, you, you think that it would Warren. be Warren? Yeah, but yeah. I, but, I, but I think but she that, burned that bridge with him. But I think the cult light following right now is just like what you were saying is just so insane, and they they are pissed from 2016. Yeah, they were like, and uh, honestly, we, rightfully so. I think they got screwed. Yeah. And I mean, let's I, I, we, I've said this before on the show, but uh, they it, that fractured a lot of the progressives back in 2016. Um, what was the the Center for American Progress website? You know that the what was that called? 
can't remember, something American Progress, mm-hmm. was huge. That just doesn't exist anymore, and it beca- it's because of that. Mm. The people that were a part of the establishment, some of the main players in the Democrat Party, they jumped ship, left to the Hillary clamp and everybody else that they thought would just move on right on to Biden, and went to Bernie. Mm-hmm. That's a huge ideological shift that really shouldn't have happened. So I think that a lot of them, I don't know, I'm, I am worried about what's going to happen at the, uh, at the convention, convention that comes up, yeah. especially if it doesn't go the way they think it's going to go. Yeah, you know what's kind of crazy, although, is that you're absolutely right. So, like, from an ideological perspective, you would have you would expect for for there to be a lot of overlap between Bernie and Warren, but you know, like, they've done a couple of, of like ethnographic studies on their supporters. You know, you know, actually, Elizabeth Warren has a lot of uh, common supporters with Michael Bloomberg. Really? Right. Yeah. Yeah, because they're they're most like that that, the that upper crust yes, like elite yes. liberal, yeah. you know, where where like they may even have like personal conservative values, mm-hmm. but 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 they but they like feeling that they're worldly and yes. that they're tolerant. It makes them and it yes. makes them feel good. Yeah. to cast a vote for for that person. Yeah, they're like they're like the kind of annoying friend who like shows up at a, a, a at a party, finds a black person, and says, "You know, I voted for Barack Obama." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like like that's oh. the kind of person that, that, that that's like the profile of those people. Uh, in other news, the head of Puerto Rico's emergency management agency is now out of a job. Uh, after they discovered a locked (laughs) warehouse stuffed to the brim with emergency supplies that were delivered to help those affected by Hurricane Maria, which, of course, happened more than two years ago. Um, The supplies, obviously, you see them right there if you're watching on Blaze TV. They They were all delivered. They're all there. They were delivered in June of 2018 and never distributed. And Puerto Ricans suffered for weeks, for months, months yeah. nothing happened. Um, and they just the, had earthquakes now, yeah. Yes. And, uh, you know, of course, President Trump was blamed at the time. He got a of lot course. of heat. Uh, leftists said that he, he failed Puerto Rico. He left them, you know, high and dry, out hanging. And as it turns out, he was correct when he said that he sent uh, he sent supplies to Puerto Rico. With today's know. media, with today's technology, I put up a lot of blame on the media for this. This is your freaking job. Mm-hmm. Your job is to be accountable for things like this when the government's all screw, screw it up, local governments and when the federal government is. This is your job. You're telling me that all these pallets of food and supplies and all that stuff was coming into the country. You didn't see it and instead criticized the president for not doing enough for Puerto Rico. Yeah. This is downright criminal. Yeah, I actually covered this yesterday and I, I found a quote from the, the mayor of San Juan at the time, like she was like attacking Trump for not sending supplies. Uh-huh. You have all that, that right there. Yeah. I remember Good that. Gosh, so, Jason, you say that this is their job. They should have been looking for it and reporting on it. What chance do you think there is that they knew that it was delivered and still chose to blame, to Trump. blame the president? Oh, I, I, the chances are high. Okay, oh, I mean, it was well years known at the time that things weren't being delivered. Like, like, like we, we saw like airfields yeah. filled with like, with like. Uh, Boxes Box. like th- thousands of, of, of pallets of water. Of water. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I remember there was. I remember seeing lines and lines of trucks, but the, they were saying that the that the the drivers couldn't actually get come over and actually drive the trucks. There was all these things that were just weren't getting explained. We never found out what happened to the stuff that was on those trucks. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so, and the media just dropped it. They didn't even say anything about it. They just kept on with their narrative of oh he's not you know he's out golfing or whatever and doesn't care. Yeah, so like half of my dad's family lives in Puerto Rico. In fact, like they've, they've they live really close to like where that warehouse is there in Ponce. And uh, there was something like like their local government is completely incompetent. Um, it, w- it was very clear to to all of us who like know anything about Puerto Rico that 
it's not like it's not like any other U.S. territory. They, yeah. they just have like very serious like corruption issues. Yeah. And for anyone to have blamed Trump, and in fact, you know, like the Democrats know that it's not really Trump's fault. I got my hands on an, an internal poll of some progressive group down in Florida where they actually did a survey, uh, a statewide survey of, of, of Hispanics, uh, largely focused on Cubans and Puerto Ricans. And the P- Puerto Ricans, told, like they, they, they write in the survey results that Puerto Ricans did not blame Trump for what was happening that they like on, on the island, that they blame their own people. So their conclusions that they drew from that was that they had advised progressive groups in, in, in the state to just show the picture of Trump throwing the paper towel, that that would resonate a lot more than blaming them for mismanagement of resources. Mm. Yeah, it's all, it's, 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 all, it's all about phony appearances. <sighs> well, uh, the Women's March, the annual Women's March, Nobody took went. place over the weekend. <laughs> right, so my question is, if the Women's March took place over the weekend but no one was there to see it, did it, happen? Did it actually happen? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's just, I mean, a couple videos, so I guess it happened. But... Uh, <laughs> I didn't even know. I didn't even hear about it. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, uh, I didn't see it anywhere on the news. The only place I saw it was social media, which is good, I guess, that the news didn't try to say, look at all these people who ended up at the Women's March. Oh, so, I mean, it was a nothing burger. It's so ridiculous. You see what, what, they're, what they're saying about the current Second Amendment rallies and how because maybe a few, you know, like, you know, unsavory groups might have tried to show up and take it over. They were instantly saying, oh, because there's a few of these groups, it's, it's a white nationalist, you know, uh, extremist gun rally. Mm-hmm. Saw so many articles, but that was the headline. Had nothing to do with them. Um, but the Women's March, who was, re- their leadership was infiltrated by anti-Semites. Anti-Semites. Mm-hmm. Why can't you use the same language and say, there's the Women's Anti-Semite March? They yeah. won't do it. Well, you know, the other thing, so you know what's like hilarious. So in, in 2017, I tracked this down. Uh, the New York Police Department estimated that there were 400,000 people who showed up to the Women's March mm-hmm. in Manhattan. You know how many people went to it this, this year in Columbus Circle? How many? 100. <gasps> oh, my gosh. So I had more people at my, 15th, at my 15th birthday party at Benny <laughs> Seriously. Yeah but, p- yeah, but you're Latin. Come yeah. on, that's easy. <laughs> yeah, more, more people showed up to, to Benny Hanna for my birthday than that. That's amazing. (laughs) Well, uh, it didn't stop some of the crazy, crazy liberals from uh, going out there and also dragging their kids out there. Got to show you uh, the next generation, some, I don't know, maybe 11-year-old girls who had quite the mouths on them. Watch. Oh, wow. Yes, obviously that was the F-bomb that they were dropping. And again, if you're watching on Blaze TV, you saw they were what? I mean, they're they're not older than 11, right? Have you seen the videos of like little kids wearing the P-word hats? Uh, No. Yeah, it's terrible. That's disgusting. And and I don't know, uh, Control, if you can go back to that, the the picture where you can see. Um, I mean, she can't even look at her handwriting. It's like. There it was. It's it's like it's you can tell she's a little girl. She doesn't even have like she's like eight proper handwriting, oh. and she's writing F Trump with a rainbow, I guess. Yeah. I mean, and if that's to say that I don't know if that's an LGBT symbol to say that Trump is somehow anti-LGBT, which would be weird because he is like the most pro-LGBT president going into office. That uh, we've had. He actually is the only president going into office who has uh, agreed with same-sex marriage. But, hey, what do I know? I'm a crazy conservative. Um, Jason, uh, 
these little girls, this is what they're being taught. They're being indoctrinated and taught not only to hate the president, but that it's okay to yell obscenities in public. Yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised. I'm sad. I'm very sad for kids like this. And But I mean... The, the, again, I hate to do this, but the contrast between what you'll see from a left rally versus a right rally. We just I mean, saw the Virginia rally. I know. I mean, they opened it up there in prayer. Mm-hmm. They did that. I, I was I was reading this tweet where they were. It was just it sounded hilarious because he was like, so it opens up. They're in prayer. They ask for God's guidance on our leaders and all this stuff. And instantly it sounded like, OK, if that was a Jeopardy question, the question would be anything you would not ever see, like ever, from a rally organized by the left. I mean, it's such a huge contrast. They've tried comparing it to, like, the Unite the Right rally in Charlottesville, which was, like, it was, like, like an openly, like, like neo-Nazi event, right? Mm -hmm. This is not a neo-Nazi event. These are just, like... Well, but conservative (laughs) and neo-Nazi are interchangeable. Right, they're interchangeable words. Nowadays. Don't you know. Uh, Yes, I'm sorry, Friday's poll, what is... No, what is Trump's biggest accomplishment? That's what it is. America's booming economy won 48%, closely followed by reshaping the judiciary at 40%, uh, trade deals at 9%, and Baghdadi Soleimani strike at 3%. Uh, Today's poll, what is more important? Oh, this is too hard. What is more important, the First Amendment or the Second Amendment? Oh, my gosh. I say, can I? May I? You're going to cop out. No, I'm not going to cop out. I say the Second Amendment because oh. it protects all other rights and amendments that we have. Right? Yeah. That's good. I was going to cop out. So I was just hoping you would before me. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, all those rights have been, as the founder said, given to us by God. So I can't put them in an order. Oh, in eh? doing so, because you don't want to, you don't want to. <laughs> right? You don't want to make God mad. So you so can't. So, I got it. so don't I got vote it. in this poll. <laughs> Because <laughs> judgment it's will be sin. handed down. It's a sin. <laughs> wow. All right, Don Carlo, what do you think? I'd say the Second Amendment secures all their rights. Yeah. Okay, well, he just said what I said, but he said it, like, way prettier. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, you can go to the Blazes Twitter. Let us know which amendment you think is most important, the First Amendment or the Second Amendment. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks, guys. The... Uh. I worked on a fun, I wanted to fly for you. I worked on a story this weekend. Thanks for listening to the News and Why It Matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.